A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, everybody. Welcome to What Culture Gaming. I'm Scott, joined by Josh. Hello, Scott. Josh, my friend, what if I said one word and one number to you, as in Bioshock 4? I'd say, you've lost your bloody marbles. What's going on? <laughs> I'd tell you um, that I've lost my mind as much as Xbox era's Nick uh, Nick Baker, um, who you might know as Shape Shape Shall Ed over on Twitter, okay. does a little bit of the old leaks, um, leaked the fact there's going to be a Mandalorian game, has sort of weighed in on various PlayStation Plus rumours over the years in, t- in terms of which games are going to be released uh, You know, on the different monthly lineups. Um, he sort of says them ahead of time and things like that. Sometimes he gets it right, sometimes he doesn't. So do the whole you know pinch of salt and everything. Um, but to quote the man, um, Sony are up to their own shenanigans again um, and he then says that uh, the next Bioshock game whatever that's going to be called whether it's a number or just whatever just says the next Bioshock game is going to be exclusive to PlayStation um, doesn't say mm. it's going to be a full exclusive the assumption is that it'll be um, it'll be a timed exclusive um, but yeah he sort of was talking on the Xbox Era podcast should mention that he is the co-founder co-host as well of Xbox Era um, and that the next Bioshock game is PlayStation exclusive which is a hell of a get if it's true yes. but timed exclusives for me always just feel so half-baked because it's just sort of like you get in there with your marketing spiel, but the way the industry works, the person who waits always gets the better version of the game anyway. Totally, and that yeah. was so much the case with Tomb Raider over when Xbox did it with Rise of the Tomb Raider. Um, so my reaction to this is just kind of, yep, sure. Like, you're, yeah. you're better off waiting anyway. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of, you know, it seems like a mad get, but it would be in line with what Sony has been saying for like mm. the past two years now or so. You know, um, I think it was late last month when they were talking about the 25 uh, new games that they have in development for first party exclusives. And then someone else at Sony pretty much tweeted like, if if this is our first party um, lineup, you wait till you see our third party deals mm. that we have in place, which could be hinting towards uh, something on the scale of this, you know, getting an established franchise already our brand however that in itself poses a bit of a question for me because when it comes to exclusives you know I love the different um, publishers the different console makers cultivating their own IPs cultivating their own exclusives Mm -hmm. because I think the competition is ultimately healthy and result in good games however I agree with you and think sometimes when it comes to timed exclusivity especially for established franchises that have historically been cross-gen that's when the contrary kind of pops up because it does feel like you're literally only throwing money at a problem and limiting the um, player base in the process you know it was the exact same when Microsoft got Rise of the Tomb Raider or was it Shadow of the Tomb Raider the second reboot Tomb Raider game and everyone kind of kicked off because you know that was previously um 
cross-gen. It was at once even associated with, you know, PlayStation, you know, the, mm-hmm. the early trilogy and stuff. And I feel like Bioshock will hit the same controversial markers if this was announced. So while, again, on the surface, it's a cool win for Sony, they get a big name exclusive to their console, um, for this specific example, I'm a little bit wary and don't think that it's very necessarily good from a <laughs> PR standpoint. See, I wonder because it's, it's long been said that Sony don't have the billions of dollars to contend with the likes of you know Microsoft buying Bethesda. They just don't have that much money on the side to throw at a company and lock them down completely. So one of the only things that Sony can do is, is do the optics play, do the whole you know social media style play of you know Bioshock goes to PlayStation. Oh my God, it's yeah. going to be exclusive. Even if that is just a time thing of a few months or something, it still lets them play that card. Um, do you think that that stuff is effective to a mainstream audience though because you scratch away at the surface at the announcement of the announcement and it doesn't take very long to realize that well like I said you know the the realities of the industry mean that you're getting the worst version of that game you might as well wait um, you'll get yeah. all the DLC you'll get the game of the year edition you'll get all the pa- all the patches and bug fixes and everything else um, and Tomb Raider was a shining example of that the version that came to PlayStation was better than the one that launched on Xbox and yeah. so it makes me just think of that every time but in terms of it being an effective marketing strategy um, do you think that people see through it or does it do you think it'll actually work. I think obviously, you know, there's some people who see through it, but I I wonder if it's just a kind of like vocal minority, the loudest people Mm. can see through it, because we're following this stuff all the way through, you know, we're looking at these deals where the average (laughs) fan of Bioshock probably isn't, and probably Mm. just think, oh, it's coming to PlayStation 5 first, we don't, probably won't know when it's going to come to Xbox or wherever, so I'm going to get a PlayStation 5 to buy it, to play it, whatever. Mm. Um, However, you know, you mentioned um, there, whether it's going to be this kind of like weird optics thing, whether or not it will work, I think, like I said there, I think it ultimately will work for Sony, you know, for as much of an uproar as the Spider-Man DLC for Avengers cost, you know, I'm sure (laughs) that helped. And, you know, when we look at the sales, at least the UK sales, which are seemingly more available than the US sales, Mm. it seems like PlayStation 5 and PlayStation generally sort of leading the market share anyway on games sold. So it feels like Sony is just trying to kind of edge out the competition even more by having these timed exclusives tied to their platform because like you said they can't go around dropping mm. seven billion dollars on the likes of a Bethesda or anything like that like they, they don't have the money but they do have the money to invest incrementally in deals like um, this that Spider-Man thing as well like every time I think of that I mean they must be kicking themselves to the point because oh, yeah, like, totally. that should have been the most obvious open goal ever like you've got the you know Marvel comes to video games and a bigger you know multiple characters it's not just Spider-Man we're doing the Avengers oh my god and then just the biggest backfire possible on the game side but I kind of wonder I mean that's the whole thing maybe it's just a safer bet to do a timed exclusive thing and um, obviously Spider-Man will stay exclusive to PlayStation assumedly I don't think they ever said so. um, yeah. if they're planning a wider thing but the assumption being with that. Um, But in terms of Bioshock, I mean, Bioshock 4 itself is a new developer. It's Cloud Chamber. So in itself, it's a riskier proposition that it can even live up to the, you know, the Ken Levine games. I know a lot of people like Bioshock 2, but in terms of that franchise, it tends to be one in Infinite that people point out, which are the the two that Ken Levine did. Um, I think you're a bigger Bioshock fan than me anyway, but in terms of the game itself, like, does it feel like a big get? Like the sort of thing that you, like, would go to PlayStation 4 at this point? 
I think so. You know, Bioshock, like you said, it's been a, it's been aware for a long time, but I think mm. that's only you know fed into an eagerness to want to see it come back. Like you said, the original de- developers aren't involved, the original creator isn't involved, but at the same time, the fact that it's a new studio is kind of exciting because you mm. want to know what they're going to do, what new things are they going to bring to the table. For me, it kind of feels like a bit of a fresh start. I don't even think it'll be called Bioshock 4 officially. I can't imagine Ooh. they'll stick that for in the title. I imagine it'll just have a subtitle because it is such a or it feels like such a big break unless they just you know maybe they go back to rapture and just repeat themselves but i hope not and you mentioned something interesting before though you know when you said that you know if people wait and they get the best version of the game and while i fully agree that is true and on paper it is totally correct and i have said the exact same thing in these videos before i am a terrible person and i don't take that advice i don't wait (laughs) oh god no one takes it no No one one takes takes the advice advice. (laughs) you know it's funny we all sit here and we go yeah you get the best version of the game if you wait a year (laughs) slash two years get all the dlc get it cheap get the best version and then here we are buying cyberpunk day one and being disappointed every single time like you know for as much as it is easy to say or to write that mm. uh, you can wait and you can get the best and um, version of the game and that it doesn't really matter if something's timed exclusivity you're not missing out the reality is the gaming industry is built around this idea of like formal in, in oh, yeah. launch day releases so th- like in paper it's a sound practice to wait but so many people we're just we haven't been trained to do that like it's it's been hammered into us since we were kids that you get there first that you buy it day one and that's not healthy but you know who am i to judge people for doing that when i do the exact same thing myself and i succumb to the same temptations every single time Brother, I love a good midnight launch. I, you know, a, a <laughs> you midnight do. launch foot over here. I'll just, I love it. But it's like, I mean, but that whole thing, that the that argument, the conversation that you just said, I think usually relates to things that are releasing cross-platform at the same time, or at least releasing yeah. on. That's a whole conversation around the state of a game at launch. Like maybe sometimes even waiting a, a couple of weeks will get you a better version of that game, as opposed to applying that argument to something that is platform restricted. Um, I guess my side of it is just that if you're on the Xbox side, um, you're not, you're not really like you are missing out on the new Bioshock, but it. Will Will be better than ever by the time you get to it. I just remember thinking back. I mean, but uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider was what 2014, 2015, um, something yeah. like that. And, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, in the run-up to that launch and the coverage of it and everything. And I, at the time, I didn't have an Xbox One, so I couldn't play it. Um, but I did eventually get it on PlayStation. And like I said, it came with all the DLC. It was just, it was just a clearly a better game. It was a better package. It was more worth your money. Um, and it's just that thing where if you're on the other, the other side and you haven't got access to these games, um, don't worry. Ostensibly, is the only sort of underlining. Uh, sentiment that I'm putting out is that you will get like a better version of the game in time um, but that is up against the reality that the next Bioshock is coming to PlayStation first um, if all this stuff is true which yeah. in itself is maybe just that's maybe that's all they need like that's a big enough headline in itself it is true, and unless I'm wrong, unless my memory is failing me, I'm pretty sure like the original Bioshock was Xbox exclusive and then came to PlayStation at a later date. I think it yeah, came to PlayStation yeah. in like 2008 or something, maybe mm. a little bit later. And it's funny that now we're getting into this new era of Bioshock and history might be reversing <laughs> itself and now um, things have switched the teams, as it were. Kind of like with Mass Effect as well, like the original Mass I, Effect, like, you know, wasn't available on PlayStation until right now, the Legendary Edition. Um, so it's like, yeah, there are a couple of different deals being made, I guess. But let us know what you think down in the comments below. Where's your head at in regards to Bioshock 4 anyway? And what do you think will happen if that gets tied to PlayStation going forward? Uh, for now, Ivan Scott from WhatCulture.com. I mean, Josh from WhatCulture.com. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.